0: All right, Lord willing, I'm going to give us time at the end to pray together, uh, based on what we learned in our class today. So we will, I'll pray briefly here at the beginning, and then we'll get into our lesson, our final lesson today. Our Father, thank you for the gospel that uh, someone made clear for us, and your Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, that we submitted uh, to him and his conviction Thank you most of all for Christ, who has taken our place on the cross and given us a ministry of uh, reconciling sinners uh, to you. And I pray that we would exalt Christ in our lives and in our witnessing. Show us how to do that. Show us how to be prepared. And give us the boldness we need. Christ's name, amen. All right, so the last three weeks, you have uh, been given... um, strategies for sharing the gospel, and uh, that is great, uh, sowing the seed, and I'm going to uh, build on those uh, three men's um, gospel presentation, and uh, we'll do a little review. How many of you remember uh, the four main words? Someone give me the first one. God, okay. Second one, Hutch, Mankind, third, someone over here, Christ, and then the fourth, response, Response. okay. So God, uh, man, Christ, response. How many of you have gone through the exchange training? All right, so not quite half of you. Um, Over the course of three different exchange training times, uh, we had probably... 40 to 50 of our adults and a few teens go through that training. And uh, my goal today is to give you a tool that is not a once on the street or once uh, gospel tool to give to someone. And those are great tools. I used the bridge track uh, this week on airplane twice on the way down to Florida and on the way back. And God, I uh, hopefully will use that uh, in these two men's uh, lives. But how many of you were saved as a result of a tract or as a result of a friend or uh, a friend, someone sharing the gospel with you, and possibly over a period of time? How many of you are saved over, uh, over a period of time with a friend? Okay, how many of you are saved with a tract the first time you heard it? Anybody? No. First time you heard it? You and Cuppy are the only two people that I've heard of uh, in our church. So most people are saved... And if you were in a Christian home, my parents shared the gospel with me over and over and over and over again, and then I got saved, okay, Uh, over a period of time. So this tool is to be used and helpful uh, to build on a relationship that you have with an unsaved person, and that if they are willing to do this with you, this tool will walk you through and lead you to the cross and lead you to... Uh, help them to know how to respond to that. And so if you would like, you're welcome to grab one of these. I've got that many back there, and I'll grab some more. Uh, This is the exchange. Um, Bible study, you see how thick it is? Um, And I'll tell you how we're planning to use this as a church. Okay? So you'll see tracks in in the track rack that look like this. This is the short version. This is the medium version. This is the long version. All the same, okay? And uh, so how they lay out the, the gospel is God is holy, just, loving, and gracious. And man is sinful, condemned, in need of deliverance, and then a man is responsible to respond. So it's similar, uh, although it's focused more, I would say, on who God is and our response to God each step of the way and, uh, and our comparison of who we are to God. Okay, And if you have a relationship, which I have given this book to, my, um, to a friend, and um, building a relationship is, is the key to using this. This is not a tool that you give to someone at the gas station. Someone pumps your gas or you go pay for your gas and hey, I got a four-week Bible study. Would you do that with me? And they're like, who are you? <laughs> Why should I uh, meet with you? This is not for someone that you're just going to see. Uh, it is someone who is a neighbor, a coworker, someone that you've gone to coffee with, you've had multiple conversations with, and I'll give you some uh, advice on on how to use this so I have enough here hopefully if you have it if you've gone through the exchange training you have this already and you have this this is the uh, teachers guide and it, this is inside of this okay so if you have this you don't need this for yourself this is what you give to someone who is uh, you're willing to study the Bible with you so you have this I have a number more of these back there. So I just brought a few out um, there's also an app and I have tried using the app with someone a couple years ago. It wasn't um, for this particular person. He didn't want to use the app, and that was the app, There's nothing wrong with the app though. Um, but if you want to uh, check out the app, let me find it and tell you what its uh, name is. All right. All right, the app looks like a green a green X. If you've seen the Exchange uh, book, there's a green X where the EX is. That's what um, the Exchange message, I think, is the title of the app. So if you went to the App Store, um, the, the whole this whole book is in the app, and it's pretty helpful. You can either go through it as a uh, teacher, or you can go through it as a student with all the blanks and talk about it. So if you've got someone that you uh, is willing to study with you, and they just love technology. Everything is an app. They just love apps. The older you get, the less you want apps on your phone, and the more you're like, I just got the JetBlue app, but as soon as I flew JetBlue, pff, delete. I don't want anyone. <laughs> hey, if that's you, this might not be for you, but you have to be, as a, as a someone who is trying to be a connector, who's trying to reconcile people to God, we have to be the most flexible we can be to try to connect to the widest uh, audience we can connect to, because you never know uh, what God will use to and how people are thinking in order to uh, help them to come to Christ. Take your Bibles, and let's go to... Uh, I'll show you the first verse that the, that you look, if you do this exchange training uh, or exchange uh, Bible study with someone. It will be 2 Peter chapter 1. All of the illustrations that are that uh, Jeff Musgrave uses, and we support Jeff and Anna Musgrave as missionaries, and they've been here three times, and uh, can highly uh, recommend them as people. Um, and his illustrations, you can go on his website, exchangemessage.org, I believe it is, and watch him share the gospel. In about 20 minutes, you can share that. video with someone else. But there's nothing more exciting than sharing the gospel with someone. In my 43 years of life and watching football and watching my team win the Super Bowl, no, not close. Uh, Watching other things um, in life, uh, there is nothing, there is nothing more exciting than uh, seeing someone come to Christ. Second in my book is probably seeing uh, being on my wedding day or having my going to the hospital and having my kids be born. Uh, Those are a good second place for me, but they don't take first place of the most exciting thing is seeing someone come to Christ because if we, if we think about it, their eternity has changed and that's, that is why we build relationships to influence people for eternity. And it's not about this life. It's not about just being a good neighbor or feeling good about yourself. It is about helping people to go from darkness to light and uh, just being part of what God uh, is doing. So he starts in, in, in the study with Second Peter uh, 1. And let's have someone read verses 19 to 21. Claire? Alright, so why do you think, and especially uh, verse, the end of verse 20 and 21, why do you think he starts a Bible study with someone who is searching or curious in our culture, why do you think he starts with this verse, these verses? Okay, so helping people to realize that it's not someone's private interpretation. Now, why is it necessary in our culture to establish that? Okay, what does our culture preach that this message, that those verses contradict? What's our culture preach? I'm sorry? Ultimate truth, and our culture says you can't really know truth. Also, who is the greatest evaluator of truth in our culture? Yourself, man. And this verse says, no, you can't. It doesn't, scripture doesn't mean something different for you and, you and you and you and you and you and the person you're trying to study with. It doesn't mean something different for everyone. Or it's chaos. Or we can twist Scripture to mean whatever we want it to mean. No, this verse says it's not of someone's own private interpretation. Holy men were spoke by the Holy Spirit to give God's holy word for a very particular reason. And so you can't, we can't change or um, interpret however we want to. We have to interpret God's word as he has given it to us. And so we need that in a culture that says, Whatever you want to believe, your truth, my truth, his truth, her truth, Zim's truth, Zare's truth, all the different truths, and there's no no truth then. It's just everybody's opinion. But this is God's truth, and everything outside of this is his opinion, her opinion, etc. It's an opinion. It's not truth. Okay, so we start with there is truth. That's wonderfully freeing for someone who is in a quicksand of thinking of I cannot figure life out because I don't know who has the right truth. Do Hindus have the right truth? Do Mormons have the right truth? Children have the right truth? Catholics have the right truth? Do you guys have the right truth? Do, is atheists uh, the right truth? Is witchcraft the right truth? And that's just six or seven of the many world religions. And people are wondering, and, often people, what they do now is they take what they like, kind of like uh, at a buffet. They take what they like, they leave what they don't like, and they've conglomerated their belief to, to fit their needs. I like this about Christianity, God is love. I like this about this religion. I like this about this religion, and I'm going to make my own religion to suit my needs. I can't do that. We'll talk this summer uh, about some apologetics and and uh, looking at God's truth in light of other religions. But having a strategy for sharing the gospel, and I will say powerfully and fully sharing the gospel is so helpful, because why? Romans 1.16, the gospel is the power of God to salvation. We need to learn what it is and how to share it. And when you know what it is and you know how to share it, then God can use you, and as a church, our job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry as leaders here, so we will do our best. If you don't want to be equipped, okay, I will equip those who want to be equipped uh, because we have a job to do, and we have people around us that don't even know that Jesus Christ is a real person. They think he's just a swear word. And that's becoming more and more popular, and I was meeting with pastors this week at a fellowship in Florida from around the country, and they said, I was talking to a guy, I think he was in Wisconsin, um, another guy from uh, North Carolina, I believe, is like, yeah, it's, it's like that around us too. It's getting to where people are so ignorant of God and his word that they don't even know anything about God. Okay, so close godly relationships, in my opinion, is the best strategy for sharing the gospel. It is not sending John Stecky to your neighbor to talk to him, or Craig, or Pastor Ty, or myself. Oh, I just wish I could get them alone. I'll just take them out, and I'll just, have, I'll just have the master soul winners at church share the gospel with my lost note that's not the best strategy. Okay, if I could be if I could win one person to Christ every single day of my life, I could not even probably reach Drake it. Let alone Lowell, which is what three times more populated than Drake it, and I'm not reaching one person <laughs> for Christ in every day. But if I can give you the tools and all of us are evangelistic in our relationships and we train the people who do get saved to be evangelistic in their relationships and we train those people who get saved to be, we're going to multiply ourselves instead of just add. And that's the strategy. Okay. I believe it's the best strategy. Then we need a helpful tool with sharing the gospel slowly and progressively with this mentality, however long it takes. If you read the last exchange, which I think you got an email, if you read the last exchange update, you would find in there was a guy, I think he's in uh, Zach Sparkman's church in Colorado. He started uh, this study with a a friend. I don't remember if he's a coworker or a neighbor or somebody. And he started this study on Thursday nights, three hours from 7 to 10 p.m., Uh, And this is supposed to be four lessons. Now, I've done it with people over six or eight weeks, but not usually more than eight weeks. He spent three hours a week for, I believe, 20 weeks before the man trusted Christ. The man who was sharing the gospel with him had this mentality, however long it takes. We have to be flexible with our time, with however long it takes, because some people, and this man who he was talking to said he had a lot of questions. He he was going down this, uh, this rabbit trail, and that rabbit trail, and that rabbit trail, and that rabbit trail, and that rabbit trail. And you can imagine, after 60 hours, now if you go straight through lesson one, it should take you an hour. Minimal interaction, not a lot of questions an hour. You could do this in four hours. 60 hours later, the man trusts Christ. And if you ask the guy who spent 60 hours with him, was it worth it? (laughs) What would he say? Absolutely, you're all saying that. Why? Because you have to have the mentality of, we're, we're in this mindset in our culture of, we've got such a schedule, and I have this amount of time set aside for, relationships or unsaved people or whatever it is we have in our schedule and we aren't thinking however long it takes and we need to be thinking that way because we don't know when we give this to someone and they say yes I'll be willing to do that I've been looking for something like that wow okay uh uh, okay let's try to meet later this week or next week and we're in it for the long haul however long it takes. Now, I've done this recently with uh, a couple people, one person in particular, and they didn't trust Christ. And I had, I'll tell you what to do after, after that, some ideas. Um, but the however long it takes isn't here's a tract, read this tract, and it has changed my life. Or this can tell you how you can know for sure your way to heaven or whatever you say when you hand out tracts. This is, I have this relationship with my coworker, I've built this relationship over five or 10 or 20 years, and we have become friends at work. I've lived next to this person in my neighborhood and I talked to them. I know them, they know me, I know their family, they know my family, I have told them, I'm praying for you, I have reached out to them, I have helped them, and over that amount of time, You have gotten to know someone so that they would consider you a friend. We live in a culture and COVID has magnified this where people stay away from people, but we as Christians cannot stay away from people. We have to go toward people. And as we go toward people, we're going toward them with this mentality is I want to build a relationship with them so that I can help them to have a relationship with Jesus. And this is a tool that I think is very helpful in once you have a relationship. So how do, uh, and some practical uh, things to consider. How do you know, how do I know when to offer an evangelistic Bible study? So if, and I talked to a pastor friend, and he was from, I believe he was from North Carolina on Monday night, this past Monday night. He said, I went out to coffee or a meal with an unsaved uh, co-worker, a friend, and... I got to share the gospel. I just don't know what to do next. I said, have you heard of the exchange Bible study? He's like, no, I haven't. I said, do you think your friend would go through a four-week study with you? I said, he said, I think he might. I said, let me call my secretary, and we got these on hand. And I said, Lisa, can you send two of these? And the guy gave me his address to Raleigh, North Carolina, and she put them in the mail on Wednesday or Tuesday Tuesday. I told, while we were still at the conference, I told him, hey, there's uh, two books coming. You call me if you get these in the mail. You don't know what it is. You don't know how to use it. Give me a call, and we'll talk about how to use it. It's pretty simple, kind of self-explanatory. This, all the this scripture that someone needs is actually in here. They don't have to have this and a Bible, because some people don't have a Bible. Some people would take them a long time to look up a couple verses because they don't know where things are in the Bible. So the, all the answers to the questions... Are here, and so what I would do, and what I would encourage you to do with any track that you hand out, don't hand it out unless you've read it and know what it says, okay? And and usually uh, with tracks, and a few times I have uh, probably given out tracks. Uh, uh, on the back it says what cancer can't do, and I don't know if I've read that track. I don't think I've given it out, but the exchange track and the bridge track too that I. Uh, like the most because they're most complete, and I think the gospel is so clear in there. I don't want to give someone a track and they're confused by it, um, and so I use those two uh, primarily. I have these in my car um, with uh, with the bridge track, but with, with this, how do I know when to offer this? So you would read this if I, I left mine in my van. Um, But I have read this, I've done it, and I've jotted notes. If someone has a question and a few people that I've gone through, if they have the same questions, I'll jot those down because, hey, this is a question that people have. Uh, And I'll give you a little bit of insight on how to to make this personal before you are ready. But if you would read this, and this is simple, Uh, all of you from seventh grade and older, you can read this, okay? And you can understand this. This is a very simple gospel presentation but what I would do, if I was you, uh, take it, I would read it, and I would underline things, and I want to make sure I don't skip over that, or uh, I'm looking for conviction after lesson two, um, and as I've done it uh, uh, several times with people, um, just, uh, just some tips. But how do I know when to offer this? So I have it. I know what it is. I have one for me, and I have one for my friend, Okay. And we'll provide these free of charge. We'll buy as many of these. We have a line item in our budget for outreach, and when it comes to evangelism, we don't want to have anything, any reason for you to say that's five dollars or seven dollars or whatever it costs now. Uh, and the budget's tight. I just nope. These are free. Tracks are free. Any evangelistic tools at church are free. Um, free. We're paying for them. You're supporting the church, and you're you're paying for them that way. But. Where it's built into the budget so that it doesn't cost you, if you want to be evangelistic, out of your pocket um, to have these. So we'll keep a lot of these on hand once we get probably below five of these uh, in, in our reserves back here. Um, we'll get some more, and we always want to have these on hand. Okay, so how do I—you've read it. You know what it says. Uh, you understand the thought process of we start with God is holy. We go to God is just and can't overlook sin. We go to God is loving and he's reached out to us. Oh yeah, Christ and Christ took our place. The point of the exchange is Christ takes our place on the cross and Christ is treated like the worst of sinners while we as the worst of sinners are treated like a son. Okay, that's the power of the exchange. That's why it's called the exchange. That's lesson three and lesson four, how to respond to God with uh, belief and repentance. It's a little weak on repentance, so I've added a couple repentance verses in my book because there's only one verse on repentance, and some people don't understand what repentance is. So I would encourage you to uh, do that uh, on when you in, in preparation. The belief section of the response is so, so helpful because he talks about the three different types of faith There is faith of understanding. Do you understand that Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sin? Oh, yeah. Okay. Who else believes that? Satan believes that. And he trembles that Jesus died on the cross. Okay. Also, do you uh, believe that that uh, happened? Yeah, it's a historical account. It happened. But the third part of belief is what all uh, religious people, um, where we differ from them. And the difference is Trust. Trust and dependence, complete dependence, is the difference between false religions who believe the truth about Christ dying on the cross and he is the only way to heaven. Okay, so will you trust him completely with your life? And the devils believe the truth about Jesus, but they, they don't trust. Um, and a lot of false religions They are fine with believing the truth about Jesus, but when it comes to trusting him completely, no, this is where us and Catholics differ, and we're in a very Catholic culture. So the Catholics believe the two things about Jesus, but many of them are not on their way to heaven because they won't stop trusting in their works. It's not works plus Jesus, right? It's, It's Christ alone. All right, so that... That part of the response is so, so helpful. And as you go through this, remember, it's not about getting through it in four weeks. This is about someone understanding it. And so you're going in with, with the mentality of however long it takes. I'll spend as much time and every page. If someone is very curious and a good student, they're going to ask you a lot of questions. And some people think, OK, if they ask me a lot of questions, it's not for me because I'm not that great of a teacher. I'll let someone else do it. Okay, you're not alone in a church. If someone asks you a question that you have no idea about, all you have to do is say, you know what? I don't know that question. I don't know the answer. Let me write it down. Give me a week. The next time we get back together, and you can ask John Stecky those questions, all right? or me, (laughs) or Pastor Ty, or John Sparkman, or one of our wives, or someone else at church, you think, I think I know that, I mean, you can Google, yep, that's good, but Google is not going to be able to interact with you, okay, you might find where a certain verse is in the Bible with Google, but if you were to talk to me or someone else and say, okay, so what kind of question? Okay, and what have you talked to up to this point? And you kind of interact with us so we can help you with a full answer. And we might not know, and we have to go to uh, to find a, an answer as well. That's okay. Don't get um, don't get bogged down or fearful of questions whenever you have uh, people around you. And we're never meant to live the Christian life or witness completely on our own. Okay, we have. Uh, God's Word, we have the, the Holy Spirit that's convicting, and we also have the church around us that can help us. So how do I, when do I offer this? I don't offer it the first time I meet someone. I don't offer it the second time I probably talk to them. I'll offer this after I build a relationship. When I'm prepared to know how to use this study, that's when I offer it, so I prepare. God's, I don't know, where I got this quote from, or I've heard it multiple times from different people. God sends prepared people to a prepared people. If I was God and I wanted so-and-so to get saved, would I send so-and-so who I am preparing with circumstances in life, with questions, with trials, whatever it is, if I was God and omniscient, would I send a... Potential new believer, someone who, given, given, the, uh, given the circumstances of life, they're open to the gospel, would I send them to you? And if you say, hmm, probably not. Why not? Here's why not, because you're not prepared. That's it. Would I have my kids, if they were little, go to a babysitter who didn't know how to call 911? how to put a Band-Aid on, how to feed, how to not burn themselves on the stove? Absolutely not. I would send my kids to be watched by someone who was prepared to knew what to do, okay? And so it is spiritually. I'm going to give you this tool. This tool is available. If you are not prepared, it's not our fault as a church. This tool is available. I will have a class. I will spend time with you if you want. To answer all your questions, you read it. You can talk about it with us. I'll help you to know how to use it. But this is a very powerful tool. This tool can help you to know what to say, when to say it, and you just going through with someone. And remember, however long it takes, I can't tell you uh, that it's going to be easy, but it's extremely rewarding, extremely. So. I'm prepared. Okay, let's assume that I'm prepared. That's when I'm ready to offer this evangelistic Bible study to someone else. Also, I'm looking for my friend to be prepared. How do I know when someone is prepared to accept this and say, now, we're, I'm not going to guarantee you that someone's going to accept it every time. Just like I can't, accept, I can't promise you that someone's going to accept the bridge tract or any other tract every time. Or everyone's going to get saved every time you share this whole thing. Nope." It doesn't happen that way but we can be prepared and we can look for a god preparing other people if they're curious if they're seeking if they're questioning seems god is drawing them if they come to church a second time knowing what they have gotten the first time unsaved people do not seek god they run away from him and if unsaved people are seeking god That is evidence that God's working on them. And we want God to lead us to people that are seeking him because we can help them find him. And we know God finds them, right? If someone's asking questions about the Bible, if they are dealing, as a a recent person I talked to, with end of life, his dad just passed away, he's thinking about the end of life, He's thinking about world religions. What's what's wrong with the world? Why is it so evil? If they ask you what you believe, why are you different? There's something different about you. All of these are open doors. All of these are opportunities that we can, with preparation, hey, I can give you the short answer, (laughs) the reason that I'm not all bent out of shape or all scared with covid is i have hope i have hope and i know where i'm going to go when i die and it's not because i'm better than you i can share with you if you'd like how you can know for sure where you'll go when you die and it's all about a relationship we have a relationship and we've built this relationship over this many years relationships don't happen instantly they're built over time and you know what i have a relationship with the God in heaven. and Some, a lot of religious people around here know the Lord's Prayer. Why did God tell us to call him Father? There's an anticipation that Jesus is teaching his disciples to to pray because he's anticipating a relationship. Do you have a relationship with God? You can. And I have a a study if you'd like to go through it. And we'll, we'll go through it, answer any question that you have. And then you can see see what you think it can be that simple uh to to go through so if someone's asking uh, questions if they want to know god romans 3 says no one seeks him or they're healing they're hurting uh they're looking for answers generally when god has softened their hearts with circumstances which is not always apparent but as people remember this is relationships but as people open up to you you're listening Becoming a good listener is the key, one of the primary keys to being a good evangelizer. Listen for what people are saying. Listen to what they're trusting in. Listen to how they're hurting. Listen to how they're interacting with people around. Listen to how they're interpreting the news. Listen to how what they think about the future. All of these as we're listening, we're getting from them uh, their worldview. And I've talked to people recently that they mentioned God. John, will you pray for me? Someone said, uh, "I will pray for you," and um, and I would love to help you learn how to pray um, and how you can talk to God directly. You don't have to go. And in a Catholic area, some people look at me as priest, and I've been called Father. Okay, and I, you, you can talk to God for me. No, okay, <laughs> that's it. And if you have grown up 50, 60 years in Catholicism, that's your mentality. That's your conscience. That's everything that you can think of. But telling someone, you know you can talk to God directly. You don't need a priest. No, they might say. Because they don't know anybody. They had never heard that in their life. And you can. You have to know who you're talking to. You have to come to him like what the Bible says. But I would be happy to show you what the Bible says about God. And we're always trying to lead people, okay, to, to know God. After I build a strong, solid relationship that your friend trusts and respects you, and it may take multiple touches over weeks, months, and years. And if someone says no when life is really good and they're making money hand over fist, and they say, yeah, I don't have time for that. That same person the next year when they lose a lot of their money in the stock market and when they've got a cancer diagnosis or someone in their family has just passed away, now that person is thinking, huh, I thought I was going to live forever and have a lot of money. Now I'm not so sure. And all that they put their trust in is crumbling around them. And one particular person in my life is like that. They're open now. And that's where we want to be prepared. We're ready. We're praying, and we offer them this, and say, "I'll spend time with you as long as it takes." How do I offer this Bible study? You might say something like this: "It sounds like you're hurting, or you're searching, or you're curious about God, the Bible, Jesus, answers, end times, whatever it is that you are." As you're listening, you're you're thinking, "God made us to enjoy relationships." My relationship with God has helped me so many times over the past two years with COVID. I'd love to share with you how that relationship, um, that God wants a relationship with you too. God designed people on earth to have a relationship with him. I'd be happy to study with you and see what God says about himself and you. All right, so let's say that they say yes. We're so used to rejection, I think, in evangelism, and you just expect everyone to say no, okay? That's not true, that is not true. I've offered this, Um, I probably a few times offered to read the Bible with someone, they said no, that's okay. That person is a really close friend of mine, and that's, that's a win in my book, and I'm just keep building the relationship and waiting for another time. So if they say yes, okay, if they say yes, you're planning within a week to put a date on the calendar, okay? So someone says yes, and here's how all disciple making works. There's usually a disciple maker and a disciplee. The disciple maker is gonna bring two things to this relationship, okay? So they said yes, and probably in the front of this, they have a line to put uh, a name and a phone number. If they don't have your name, you don't have your phone number, get that, okay? That's probably a no-brainer today, uh, but it's even in here, okay? Set up a time for the first session. Now, it's not. It's probably not going to be four weeks. I don't know if I've ever done this with four weeks. It's usually six and eight weeks longer. That's okay. Um, Maybe once I've done it four weeks. Um, The disciple maker provides consistency during the chaos of life someone who receives this from you does satan know that they received this from you does satan know where this leads out of his kingdom into the kingdom of light does satan Do you think satan's going to start tempting that person oh yeah how many of you have heard excuse after excuse after, i can't do this i can't do this well this came up and it's busy here's what you do with this you know what If you can do this ahead of time, that's fine. If not, we'll do it together. And About half the people I've done it, they've done it ahead of time and half uh, I've done it with them. That's fine. Remember, it's not about them doing this as the perfect student and they come to my classroom where I'm the teacher and they're the student. Nope. It's about a relationship and we get together and however long it takes. But I'm going to provide consistency. I offered this to someone. They said, yes, I'd love to do it. I reached out to them and they didn't do it within a week, all right? I'm reaching out to them again. Now it's two weeks. That's all right. They've got this. I'm not pestering them. I'm not telling them they lied, <laughs> being mean to them. I'm just making myself available to them. Hey, I'm available Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever time I'm available on Zoom if you want or FaceTime. I'm available. I'm available. And if, if God is drawing them and they are resisting God, that's fine. But if we are not available, that's our fault. And so we make ourselves available, it's however long it takes, right? So I'm making myself available, but I'm looking to provide for this relationship that will help them with their relationship with God. I'm going to provide as much consistency as possible because life is chaotic. The second thing we're going to provide as a disciple maker to a disciple, someone who will follow Christ, is clarity. During the confusion of belief, so you may have someone that that um, very religious so to speak, uh, a lot of um, knowledge of the Bible, uh, and then you'll get someone who knows nothing nothing about the Bible they know where no no Bible stories they know where nothing is in the Bible and you'll have everybody that's kind of in between but Everybody has a confusion of beliefs. Imagine that person who is desperate for answers in life, and they 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 went through the buffet of religions and the internet and Google, and they found all of the world religions that they everything that they like, and they just conglomerated all that together, and that's helping them get through life. And then COVID hits, and they're like, "This isn't my man-made religion. Isn't holding up. It's crumbling. I am fearful. I am." anxious. I am angry. I am suicidal. I am fill in the blank, okay? And what I've put together isn't holding up. I need something more, okay? So as much as we can provide clarity, God is not the author of confusion. He's the author of truth and grace, and this is what people need. So ask them on a page-by-page basis, do you understand? Do you have any questions? Anytime you have questions, we'll stop. We'll answer your questions. Even if it takes the whole time that we set aside to do lesson one or two or three, whatever it is, you, you, it's not about getting through it. It's about this person understanding, and you're bringing them to God. And um, so we're, we're not in a hurry. So how do I conclude the exchange has a built-in response to the gospel, except you need to add a few verses and explanation on repentance. If you want, um, if you read through this, after you read through this, let me know. I'll be happy to to let you know the verses that I add uh, for repentance. If someone doesn't accept Christ after the Bible study, okay, remember it's not about, uh, however, it's it's not about getting through it. Okay, this is not foolproof. That this is the magic bullet that whenever you shoot someone with this, they're gonna get saved every time. Doesn't happen, okay? But what do you do after? Um, Remember, you've already been meeting for six, eight, 10, however many weeks, and this person is willing to keep meeting with you. Okay, that's a big part of it. You're not forcing them (laughs) to meet with you, but they're willing to meet with you, okay? Then you keep studying. Remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. I have a 22-lesson Jesus and You Bible study from the Gospel of John. I did a YouTube video on each chapter of the Gospel of John. That's where I'd probably go next. It's available on our website under Sermon Tabs, Jesus and You. That takes you to the YouTube page. You can watch it. You can have them watch it. You can just read through the Gospel of John together. That's fine. The Gospel of John is written as a gospel for the unsaved. Got on the airplane asked me, what's your favorite gospel? I said, John, and I told him why. Um, and I pointed him to my, our website and said, I'm on there and I'm teaching through the gospel, John. You're welcome to go uh, look at that. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If someone does trust Christ, then the next step would be something like uh, foundations. As a church, we're looking to have a welcome class. If unsaved people come to our church, we'll have a welcome class that will funnel them toward doing this with one of you. And if you're prepared, you say, Pastor, I'm prepared. If you got people at church that come, I don't need to be, Pastor, I doesn't need to be the only person that's leading people through this uh, and enjoying the time with, with getting to know people. But if you're prepared and you're welcome to come to that welcome class and build a relationship in the class and get together with these people outside of class so when the end of class comes and we say, you know what, the next step for this class is for you to go through this, I'd love for every one of you to go through this, okay? It's available. They're here. Take uh, them. If they run out, let me know. If you have questions after you read through that, uh, let me know, Um, and we're out of time, so let's pray. Our Father, we want to be prepared people so that you send us um, people who are ready to trust Christ, people who need a friend, people who are lonely. People who are discouraged and despairing, people who are struggling with the weight of their own sin and the weight of the sin of the world that they're exposed to all the time. We have answers, we have hope because of Christ, and I pray that you would give us opportunities to magnify him in people's lives uh, this week uh, for your glory and your praise. In Christ's name we pray, amen.